Welcome to Mr. Again. Okay. We're 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 up and running. Alright, let's go. Yeah. So how's everybody today? Fine. Fine. How are the other three people in your head? We're not talking right now. Oh, okay, that's unfortunate. I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> We're fine. Okay. We're all fine. We're all fine. We're all fine. We're Don't all fine. ask about Don't it. Don't ask. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. Didn't mean to pry. <laughs> sure you didn't. Yeah. Right. Sure. Sure, 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 sure. Right now we're for Yeah. Well, hey, everybody. Um, I'm Jeff. And by default, you're right. And the other person I am here with is Rachel. Mm-hmm. I don't know which Rachel it is. It might be Rachel A, B, or C, but... I hope it's not Rachel D. <laughs> it might be Rachel E. Oh, there's a new one. <laughs> well, all right. So, we are Grandma Tell Me a Scary Story, the podcast. Mm-hmm. And we're currently being distracted by snowflakes falling. No, there was a your car. I forgot your car was there, and I just saw something out the window, and I thought there was somebody standing on the driveway. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I was like, what the heck? Well, it was your, my it was your old neighbor stopping. Let's not talk about her. They came back. You know what? Sometimes I wonder. <laughs> That's not good. I mean, what's a stalker? What's a stalker? Always a stalker. You're not really. Well, there's a jabroni walking his dog. That's Maybe that's what I saw. Maybe. I just saw movement out of the window, and then I saw, like, just a tiny little piece of car, and I couldn't really tell what it was, and I was mm-hmm. like, someone's standing on the driveway? To be fair, I wouldn't do that. Like, I would text you like, I'm here, and then I'd wait for you to respond saying the door's open or something like that. Yep. Well, I know you would, but you're already here. Yeah. But I was like, why is the, I don't even know, but. Yeah. It's like, is there Amazon here? Yeah. Are they just standing in my driveway? I'm not sure. Everybody gets their stuff sent here, so, you know. That's fair. At least there's like three people that have things to wear here. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Oh, it's you, it's you this week. It is me this week. And we are going to talk about the Bloody Benders. We haven't already talked about them? No. Okay, cool. It's real awkward if we have. No, I just... I don't remember talking about them. I feel like I would be the one to do it. You would, because I I wouldn't... um... I think we've talked about somebody similar to them, because I know we talked about a a clan of of people. You're right. Never mind. Sorry. Um, I've... Do you know how many things I've listened to about all these things? No, I don't. Cause <laughs> a I lot. Because this isn't, like, this is, like, the only podcast I listen to that covers this kind of stuff, really. Yeah, see, this is the kind of stuff that goes on in my brain all day long, so. Yeah. So, for those of you that don't know who the Bloody Benders are, they oh, are John Bender, Sr., Elvira Bender, <laughs> Kate Bender, Ooh. and John Bender, Jr., so, never mind. <laughs> when you asked me if Kate was too close. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like, physically? Uh, I don't know, but okay. Um, never mind. So, they are the Bender family, a.k.a. the Bloody Benders. Mm-hmm. They were a family of serial killers who murdered people in Kansas from May of 1871 through December of 1872. Question. Yeah. Question. How do you become a family of serial killers? I think it's just that they were a family that 
You know, you know, the, you know the old saying, a family that kills together stays together? Is that a saying? It is now. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Was it? But I'm just curious, like, I'm sure you'll get to this point at some point. But, like, is it just, oh, well, dad's a serial killer, or dad's a murderer, so I guess I don't want to die, so I might as well kill people, too, so it doesn't kill me. Or was it really, like, they just really like killing people? I'm not saying it was dad's fault. I'm just They just like killing people as a family. Cool. So my family likes to do things like... Your family likes to do normal things. Yeah, we like to bowl, and we like to kayak, and we like to, you know, do those kinds of things. Yeah, no, that's family like to serial kill. Yeah, okay. That's cool. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. So, so this is kind of where, like, some folklore bits come into this, because there's, like, tinges of it, obviously, because this is a very sensational story. Mm-hmm. Um, so modern... Storytelling refers to John Jr. and Kate as siblings, but contemporary newspaper accounts from witnesses and neighbors stated that they held themselves out as married. Yeah. So. They could be married brother and sister. They could be. They could be. They might be. And I'm also, like, I don't think that they are actually, like, blood related which i'll get into here in a little bit more um so right i was under maybe maybe i'm wrong i was thinking one of the things was that they're none of them were actually related like or maybe like two of them were but like not well i i clearly think the johns are because john senior john jr maybe that's just he changed his name it could be makes them seem more sound like yeah but We'll kind of get into their background and stuff here in a little, in just a minute or two. Yeah, I figured that. Yeah. So, and this, I also found that this is an inconsistency in the store, in the notes, in the places I found. Because mm-hmm. one place said, there's no definitive number exists. And then later in the same article, it lists, like, all of their known victims that have been attributed to them. And it's like, well, there's clearly a definitive number here. So for you to say there's not one. Well, if it's in the same article, though, too, then I don't know. That's kind of wrong. Yeah. Maybe that's just, like, the known victims, but I'm sure there are other victims. Yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe that's what they were trying to say. Well, I think also part of it's that, and I'll get into that in more detail, but I think part of it may be the fact that they found miscellaneous limbs of people. Ew. Um, and they're like, okay, well, based on this, we can assume they did this, but we've only been able to positively connect it to. Because they, right. say, they say the family killed over 12 people. Sure. Uh, before their crimes were discovered. Is that all? Yeah. And another part of this, the glory thing comes into here is that the fate of the family is isn't isn't a known quantity. Some people claim that they were lynched, and others claim that they successfully escaped and were never seen again. Hmm. So. We don't know. Yeah. So we'll dive into that as well here a little later in a bit. So. On to the background of the family. Yeah. So, in October of 1870, John Sr. set up shop, literally, in Labette County, Kansas, with his son, John Jr. Okay. They were joined shortly thereafter by Elvira and Kate in the fall of 1871. So, I think she changed her name because there's accounts saying that she went by Elmira. Mm. So... Elmira. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. So, 
Uh, they're cast into two rooms. Um, they had a smaller back room, which was used as private living space for the family. And they had a lot room, which was used as a small general store slash, like, inn kind of place. Okay. Which, yeah. So, John Sr. was about 60 years old and spoke little to no English. Huh. Uh, and when he did speak, it was said to be unintelligible. Oh. Um, he was also said to be a brute of a man without any redeeming qualities. Nice. Mm-hmm. He sounds great. Right. Um, Elvira was 55 years old. She spoke little English and was said to be a mean old hag of a woman. Oh, great. Yeah, these sound like great neighbors. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we have John Jr., who was around 25. He was described as a handsome person who spoke fluent English with a German accent. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was prone to laughing fits, which many believed him to be a halfwit. Which made many people think he was dumb or slow. Yeah. Yeah. That's fascinating. I mean, I have laughing fits, but I am neither. Right. Right. And then we have Kate. Kate. Kate was 23 years old. Okay. Um, She was, I would say, the diamond in the rough of this family. Oh. She was attractive. Mm -hmm. She spoke very fluent English without any sort of accent. Um, And she she described herself as a healer and psychic... Oh. And advertised her services in the community. Hmm. Um, and because they, because I can't leave her as the only person that doesn't have any bad things to say about her, at the time she was quite controversial in that she supposedly promoted free love. Oh. And openly, and openly admitted to having um, intimate relations with her brother. Oh. See, I was about to say, I dated somebody that also promoted free love, but I don't think he had relations with his brother. He didn't have one, but... Yes. <laughs> Not quite the same. Right. Yeah. Ooh, so. That's... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there is no way of identifying how the family was exactly related. Um, But it was believed that Elvira... Had had many husbands, many husbands, husbands, um, which she had killed previously. Oh. And one of those husbands, she, um, she had twelve children, and Kate was one of those children. So I don't know why Kate drew the short straw and had to keep traveling with mom while the others got to live free from her, but I do not know. I don't either. That seems kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, in May of 1871, the first victim of the family was discovered. Oh. He, his skull was crushed and his throat slashed. Oh. Um, he was found on a neighboring property oh. at first, but nothing came of this. Mm. In February of 1872... Uh, two more men were found in a similar way as the first. And by 1873, reports were so frequent of people who visited this area winding up dead that travelers actively avoided the area. I wonder why. Yeah, I can't imagine why. Obviously, the people surrounding this area formed posses that tried to find and apprehend the suspects. 
Sure. They arrested many people. They released those many people. And, yeah. And they questioned the neighbors. Cool. Yeah. And that didn't pan out. Yeah. You wouldn't look at their neighbors? Like, hmm. Well, I'm kind of wondering if maybe because of the reputation that the family had, like, of being kind of not hospitable, kind of let people to think, okay, we're not going to bother them. Right, but, like, you have that kind of reputation and you're looking for right, murderers. But, but I also think probably with the fact that Kate, you know, routinely would invite people to the house to perform, like, seances and other stuff, and they left just fine. Mm-hmm. The also thought, okay, well, they're a bunch of jerks. The fact is, most of the people that are coming to visit them that we know about are leaving again. Yeah, okay. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I suspect everybody, so. Yeah, I mean, this is shoddy work, so. Your police work was not great. Yeah, no, it was not. So, um, it's a bit early in this telling, but we're going to take a short break here, and then we'll get into all the fun stuff, I guess. Since I know what we haven't been talking about is fun. Yeah, basically. All right. So, we'll see you in a bit. All right. We're back. Talking people. Yep. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So, we're not going to... I mean, we'll, yeah, we're not going to get into the murders yet. Boo. We're going to talk about what led to their downfall. So... Mm. So, in the winter of 1872, a doctor left his home in Independence, Kansas, with his daughter to resettle in Iowa. Okay. Um, Obviously, if you've been tracking with the story, they were not seen again. Um, So, in the spring, uh, a former neighbor of the doctor went looking for his friend, where he was told that he reached uh, Fort Kansas. And in the winter, he was going to go basically back to his home in Independence. Okay. Um, he, the, the neighbor, I guess, connected with the brothers of the doctor who held some influence in the state. And they formed a small search party to search for their brother. Um, in March, the brother, one of the brothers reached the Benders in and told them of the situation. The benders confirmed that the doctor had stayed at inn, but had left the following day and possibly um, ran into some trouble with some Indians in the area. Oh, of course. Right. With his daughter, right? Yeah, with his daughter. Okay. Yeah. Just making sure. Yeah. Uh, the brother, you know, he, like, he kind of agreed with them. He's like, okay, yeah, you know, maybe that did happen, um, and left. Uh, he returned a few days later with a small... Uh, party of people um, after he was informed that Elvira had threatened a woman who was staying at the end with, with a knife. Oh. Yes. Yeah, see, they sound really nice. They do sound really nice. Great people, yeah. tell you. Yeah. So, uh, when questioned, Elvira feigned ignorance of understanding them at all, even though she did, obviously, because she knew a little bit of English. But um, And the two younger benders, you know, basically said, you know, that lady's crazy you know we didn't our mother would never do this yada 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 um the brother of the doctor persisted in questioning her um and elvira became enraged and spoke in english that the woman was a witch and had tried to curse her 
and that was why she threatened her. Okay. And the brother went, well, huh, so you've understood everything I've been saying. Interesting. I don't know why you'd lie about that, but interesting. Um, so as the search party was leaving, Kate suggested to the brother that he come back alone and she would use her powers to help him find his missing brother. Oh. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Why would you fall for that? Right. Dummy. So the men of the party believed that the Bender family, the Bender, the, the Bender's family and another neighboring family were guilty of killing their Wait, like two families? They thought Yeah, so there was a neighboring family that was also a family that nobody really liked. Oh, right. I forgot that's how that worked. Um, yeah. I um, don't like you, you're a murderer. Yeah. Well, unfortunately this family has a very unfortunate last name of Roach, which I don't think helps them. I see. And my guess is probably I think based on later in the article, I, I kinda mm-hmm. do think that they were probably they were involved in some Interesting. Yes. That's okay. Yeah. Um, so they agreed, they, they thought that that family was guilty. The brother was like, yeah, I agree with you. Like, this seems real sketchy, but he didn't want to like mobilize, like he didn't want to arrest them or anything like that without finding some hard evidence to prove Mm -hmm. that they were guilty because. Sure. Yeah. So a meeting was held, um, you know, cause they're like, Hey, all these people are getting killed. We're losing out on. I, I would say tourist dollars, because I don't think there were a lot of tourism dollars then for this time frame. But like, hey, you know, tra- traveling merchants are avoiding our trail, so we can't like sell to them or buy from them. So let's search all the homesteads in the area to see if we can find any clues as to who's doing this mm-hmm. and maybe stop them. Maybe. I mean, you know, I only took this one. But... Yeah. Yeah. So despite the suspicions on the Bender family, nobody was actually assigned to watch them. Okay. And it was discovered when they actually got to their house several days later that they had left. No. What? I know. They left? Yeah. Oh, my. <laughs> yes. I'm shocked. So when investigators came to search the home, they, unsurprisingly, found it empty. <gasps> I know. Clutch your pearls. If only. And they also detected a putrid odor coming from beneath the house. Ooh. <laughs> so they discovered a tra- they discovered a locked trap door in the back room. And um, they subsequently unlocked it and opened it up, and they found clotted blood throughout the basement area. Great. Yes. Um, there were no bodies actually discovered in the trap door or in the underground area mm-hmm. um, and the smell was just attributed to the blood and death soaking through into the soil oh okay yeah yes. but where did it come from yes so magic blood so a search of the grounds found the missing doctor's body oh. in the garden that the family had built on their land years prior mm-hmm. um, he was in such a shallow grave that his feet were barely fully submerged. Like his feet were like, I think the tips of his toes were sticking out of the dark. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Yeah. Shut up daisies. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Um, The search continued and they found another nine suspected graves throughout the garden. 
And in those nine graves, they found an additional eight bodies. Ooh. They found another body. So we're at nine total on the, on the property. We've had the three that were found on neighboring lands. And we mm-hmm. found another body in the well, along with multiple miscellaneous body parts. Ew. Talk about poisoning the well. Yeah. So all of them had the same injuries, i.e. their head bashed in and their throat slit, except for one. Oh. The body of a young girl did not have those injuries, and it was posited that she was either strangled or buried alive. Oh, God. Yes. That's um, horrible. I don't know if that was the daughter of the doctor or not. I don't think so, because I think earlier on, and I didn't write that down. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So, a newspaper who was covering the story reported that the community was so disturbed and angry at this that they grabbed they, one of the neighboring families of the benders. They hung him. When he went unconscious, they revived him, interrogated him, and then hanged him again. And they repeated this process like three or four times. The neighbor. Yes. Okay. And then after... But they found it on there? I... Okay. I don't know. But, yes, they, they did this to this neighbor, and then they eventually, after like after they had interrogated him enough and were like, okay, we've gotten everything out of him that we need to, that we, you know, that we can, we'll let him, we, they let him go. Oh. Yeah, they're just like, yeah, I'm okay, you're free to go. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. So the uh, doctor's brother posted a thousand dollar reward for the family's arrest, and the governor, who my guess is probably friendly with the brother because the brother was like a state, a statesman. Sure. And by this point, he was a statesman. Um, offered an additional two thousand dollar reward to find these to find this family. Nice. Yeah. So, on to their fun and fantastic method of how they killed. I mean, it's already been hinted at, but we'll go into it in a little more detail. All right. Yeah. So, the logical conclusion is that the Bender's victims would stay at the inn, or they, you know, they'd go in for a meal, mm-hmm. um, and they would get seated at a uh, the guest of honor table chair, which was above the trap door. Yay! But the trap door was hidden by... A chair and probably like it was probably hard to see because they probably had a tablecloth that covered it from the so unless you were really looking for it you wouldn't see it just walking to find a spot at the table um so kate would distract the victim while one of the two men snuck up behind him and hit him on the head with the hammer nice. yes then one of the women would slit the man's would slit the person's throat and then drop the body down to the trap door, where it would later be searched for valuables. Should I was really like knock them off the chair and then open the trap door. Otherwise, you'd have a lot of chairs you have to go through. Yeah, my guess is probably they they clanged him on the head. He probably fell out of the chair. Sure. And they. Or I guess you would pull the chair back and dump him out to the jumper. I don't know. I was logistically, the, the chair, number of chairs you'd have to go through if your chair were down the trapdoor is really bothering me now. Um, well, if that was a good made chair, I mean, I don't know that it would fall down the trapdoor. I don't know that it would break in the fall. I don't know. I don't know. But, so, yeah, I mean, they were 
there's reports of like some people that had like like they that they made they stole like a thousand dollars of back then money off of them like worth of valuables or then some people only have like a few cents so like, there's no rhyme or reason to the people they can um they just did it because they like the thrill of murder and looting yeah, that's what it sounds like they just kind of yeah the robbery was like afterthought yeah um so basically what they would then do is after they searched the person like my guess is probably stripped them of their valuables and probably their clothing is they would bury them in the garden or in the well or whatever. Yeah. Fertilizer. Yeah. Water flavor. Yeah. Um, so there are a few people that had stayed at the end who had left before dinner time, mm. sensing a weird feeling, confirmed the theory um, as there was one person who refused to sit in the, as he noticed there were some really weird stains on the canvas that separated the two rooms. Um, another person noticed, um, as basically as he was like walking in, I think to get or walking in or walking up to the counter to get his food, that one of the men was trying to conceal a very large hammer. Mm. People who, um, wanted to eat, they, they, they were told to you know, get their food and sit down. They're like, nah, you know, we're, you know, this is a small meal. We're not going to stay long. So they just stood at the count. They stepped off away from the counter and ate their food. Um, and then when one of, and then when both John Jr. and John Sr. came out from behind the curtain to kind of like, hey, why aren't you sitting down? They were like, this is weird. We're leaving. So, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, uh, they and upon searching the place, they also found that there were many bullet holes in the roof inside of the cabin, indicating that some people, after they were hit in the head with the hammer, tried to shoot their attacker, tried to fight back. Yeah. Obviously, unfortunately, they were unsuccessful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, moving on to the escape of the benders now. So, detectives caught up with the wagon that the family escaped in about 12 miles north of the inn. Mm. So, not, like, very far. No, not really. Um, the family, my guess is probably, they bought, they bought tickets, they bought train tickets, and from there, there's some discrepancies in the accounts like one says that the um john jr and kate went south mm -hmm. to texas um where they were not pursued by anybody because lawmen that went down that way rarely returned at that point in time yeah um one person claimed that he he tracked uh, john down and found out that he died of apoplexy Okay. So, um, for those that don't know, that's when one of your internal organs bursts. Doesn't sound very um, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, and it was said that the elder benders continued north towards Missouri. Okay. And so, like I said, this is kind of where things start really getting in flux and differ. Um, so there's some claim that a posse caught up with the benders and killed all of them and shot. All of them but Kate, who they burned alive. Oh. Yeah. Um, another claims that they caught the benders, lynched them, burned them. No, they lynched and they, they caught them, lynched them, and then threw their bodies into a nearby river. Mm. Another one states that the, they quit, got into a gunfight with the benders, and then they burned their bodies in the open prairie. However, if any of these were true, 
it's weird that nobody claimed the reward money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, I like how they're all like, oh, yeah, no, we caught them and we killed them, but we also disposed of the bodies, so, like, we wouldn't have proof that we disposed of the bodies. Yeah, we wouldn't have proof that we caught them. Right. Right. We yeah. remember. Right. That's the thing is it's like, gonna... that's the thing is it's like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the escape spread like wildfire throughout the nation. And the search continued on and off for about 50 years. I think by then, I think by then they're like, all right, they're still alive. Like fair play. They've eluded us for 50 years. Although I don't know how confidently we searched for them. Mm -hmm. Um, so, but shortly after like this happened, um, whenever two women would be traveling together, they would be accused of being Kate and her mom. Mm -hmm. Like, especially if they would look like they were mother daughter. So it's like, cool, cool. Yeah. So, I'm not sure why they include this, but in 1884, a man by the name of John Flickinger um, committed suicide in Michigan. Mm -hmm. um, I guess because they thought that maybe that was John Bender operating on an alias. Mm. Um, but there's no, there's no way to confirm it. Okay, he was just suspected to be... Yeah, you know, for some reason. I don't know why. Sure, I'm sure there was some... I'm sure there was some. There, I didn't find weird. it in this article, but... Um, also, in 1884, a man was arrested for murder using a hammer to kill his victim in Idaho. Mm. Um, when the police in Kansas found out about this, they wanted him to be brought in to be identified, you know, so they could maybe identify him and possibly mm -hmm. have him tried for that. Um, but the inmate cut off his foot to escape the shackles oh, and bled to death before he could actually be identified. Oh, that's fun. Yes. Um, so that's not to say that nobody was arrested and some sort of justice was brought to people, um, because after the bodies were discovered at the Bender Inn, a neighbor and his son, along with the, uh, other neighbor who was mm -hmm. hanged, um, they were brought in as accessories to the crime. Okay. Um, because they, uh, were convicted, they were accused and convicted of helping the families dispose of the stolen goods. Um, yes. Yeah. Um, so the man that they hunt, that they hanged, though he was, um, he wasn't found guilty of any of these charges, as far as I understood. Mm -hmm. But he was later arrested, and I think convicted for the rape and murder of his own daughter. Oh. Yes. But how do you get these three families like in a row? Just yeah, just this much. Yeah, that's weird. That's weird. What's going on out there, Kansas? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. This the, the, the late 1800s were a wild time for homesteaders. Uh, yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> so, um, in October, we're not quite done yet. In October of 1889, a Mrs. Monroe and a Mrs. Davis were arrested for larceny. Uh -huh. They were released for the larceny charges and were subsequently rearrested for the Bender murders. Interesting. So Mrs. Davis signed an affidavit stating that Mrs. Monroe was Elvira Bender and that she was one of her other daughters named Sarah, not Kate Bender. Hmm. Mrs. Monroe did the opposite, where she said, no, this young woman is Kate Bender. I'm not Elvira. Uh-huh. That's interesting. Yes. So the two were brought back to Kansas 
they were um, positively ID'd as the vendors, mm -hmm. the two vendors in question, and were committed for trial. Now, here's where things get a little weird and hinky mm -hmm. because affidavits start coming flying in from people saying, no, this isn't, this isn't Mrs. This isn't Elvira Bender. No, this isn't Kate Bender. And eventually it gets to the point where the judge who's trying the case goes, you know what? The waters have become so muddied at this point. Right. I don't think I can successfully bring this to trial and get. So as much as I hate to do this, because you guys are because he, he's like you guys are definitely criminals. I right. can't prove that you did this stuff, but you're not good people. But I'm letting you go because I can't. We can't prove that you're Elvira and Kate Bender. We can't prove it. Mm -hmm. So fair. So that so they get released and that's kind of the end of the story. Um, there is some aftermath in which. You know, upon compiling, like, all of the bodies together, they believe that the vendors killed a total of 20 people. Mm -hmm. And only two of those bodies were actually claimed, including the one of the doctor. Right? Mm -hmm. They don't say who the other one was, but two bodies were claimed, and the other 18 were subsequently buried in what is known as the Bender's Mound. Mm -hmm. Which, and this feels like a little insult to injury here, is buried in the southeast portion of the Bender's Orchard. Oh. So, like, they're buried on the property where they died. So do you own that property now? I'm not sure. I know that there was a museum mm -hmm. there, um, because basically what, hap basically what happened is, like, thrill seekers or whatever, like, they actually came and they, they took bits and pieces of the Bender estate mm -hmm. until it was down the foundation, basically. Yeah. And then they built a museum where you could see the murder weapons that had been used. Then those were migrated to like a history museum. Mm -hmm. And then now they're subsequently only, you're only allowed to view them upon request. Like they aren't even open for public viewing anymore. Um, and then the last little bit that I have here is that there is a marker at a rest area that like a historic marker that just marks, mm -hmm. this is where the Bender family lived. They murdered 20 people. Yeah. How nice. How nice. Go Kansas. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, not quite an unsolved crime, but... Interesting. But kind of unsolved because, like, there's no, like, yeah. real conclusion to it. Like, we know who did it, we just never caught them. Right. So, or who they really were. Yeah. That's the other question. That's the other thing, because, yeah, like, um, Elvira went by, like... Like, there were five different names for her that I didn't include because I'm like, mm -hmm. no, for the purpose of the story, she was Elvira Bender. Like, yeah. I could say the other names, but I feel like that would just confuse people. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That is the Bloody Benders in a nutshell. There's obviously much more that we could go, that could have gone into, but I didn't feel like it. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, yeah, that's all I have for us um, for today. All right. Are there any? Good job. Yeah. So if you thought the story was interesting and think somebody else would like it, go ahead and share that with that person. If you think somebody would hate it, go ahead and share it with that person. Yeah. Yeah. If you know if you have any more information about it that you think might be interesting that we can relay, uh, shoot us an email at grandmotherpodcast at gmail.com. Yep. And we will relay it as soon as one of us reads it. Yep. 
And I think that's all I have. Um, yeah, if you want to leave us a review, do that. You can, like, leave, uh, at least you can leave, like, star reviews on, um, what's it called? Spotify? Yeah, Spotify lets you do stars. They don't let you leave reviews yet. Right. Which is um, dumb. Google and... Apple do. Apple let you leave reviews. You can review us there. We have a few. We have a couple, yeah. You can reach out to us on Twitter or Instagram or Gmail. Yeah. We're there. Well, I'm there. Yeah, Rachel's there. So. Um... We all have a Facebook group that got, our current one got bogarted by. It did. Got taken over. Got taken over. So. Anyway. Anyway. Um, so yeah, on that note, I've been Jeff. And I've been Rachel. This has been Grandma Tell Me a Scary Story. Good night. <laughs>